I just want to take a minute and say thank you to everybody who has, you know, listened to the podcast and and uh, and listened to the words that I had to say. Thank you for tuning into this episode. Uh, this episode, we talk about the power of love. <laughs> no, it's the power of knowing. The power of knowing versus the power of believing. And the differences between the two, I guess. Not really, though. Everyone knows the difference between believing and knowing. But just some firsthand, just a little bit of firsthand experience between believing and knowing. And kind of where I currently am in that period of my life. But uh, thank you for tuning in. To the Thousand Ways Podcast, Thousand Ways to Say the Same Thing Podcast. I welcome you back with open arms and a big hug. Big hug. Can you feel it? Can you feel it? I'm hugging you. Hugging you right now. Take Take a deep breath. Feels good. I love you. Thank you. And now I'm pulling away and I'm shaking your hand. Thank you. I appreciate it. The uh, <clears throat> Thousand Ways Podcast, you can find it on Instagram. You can also find it on Twitter now. You can you can follow me on Twitter if you want to follow me on Twitter. I talk some shit and retweet stuff. But uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter. You can follow me on Instagram. You can follow my personal uh, at WL underscore CZAR. That's my, that's my Instagram. You can watch me lift weights and then, uh, coming pretty soon. I'm going to start being a little bit more active on the, uh, on the, uh, podcast Instagram, <clears throat> I post some inspirational stuff here and there, you know, post some reminders <clears throat> about new episodes and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, but yeah, you can follow me there. And also, also, you can message me on the on the email for the Thousand Ways Podcast. So it's uh, Thousand Ways Podcast at gmail.com. If you have any, you know, if you have any questions, if you need some advice, I'd uh, I'd love to help you out. I'd love to just talk to you. Maybe you need some you need some words. You need somebody to talk to. I'm your guy. I'm your hitter. Remember, no one loves you like I do. Okay. Uh, Thank you guys for tuning in, and this episode is brought to you by me again. <laughs> Only me. Um, I keep doing that as a reminder to the universe that uh, at some point, at some point, we'll have we'll have some sponsors, and that'll be fun. That'll be fun for everybody. But um, yep, I appreciate it. Uh, also, also. Uh, there is a website, the Thousand Ways, Thousand Ways <clears throat> website, thousandwayspodcast.com, 1000waypodcast.com. You can find all my shit on there. <clears throat> find all my shit, all the episodes, all the links to everything, everything. And, uh, and after, after this episode, after this episode, it'll make a little bit more sense, but, um, pretty soon, Pretty soon, I'm going to be offering some, you know, new stuff. New stuff as far as 
ah, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that later. Um, but uh, as far as as far as this episode, uh, it's been a long day. It's been a long day. I'm kind of scatterbrained, but it does have its moments. I do appreciate you guys listening, and um, leave a review. Leave a review at the bottom. Rate it five stars. Do whatever. Do whatever you need to do. Do you can tell me it's good. Tell me it's bad. But tell me it's good. Rate it five stars, and tell me it's good. <laughs> I'm not looking for anybody's approval, but it does help. Um, but uh, I appreciate that, and yeah, enjoy enjoy this episode about the power of knowing. end is near and so I face the final curtain my friend I'll say it clear I'll state my case of which I'm certain I've lived a life that's full I've traveled each and every highway and more much more than this i did it my way wow that was fucking loud oh my god (laughs) welcome back my what do i call you guys do you guys even like being called hitters What's up, friends? That's nah, lame. What's up, hitters? It's uh, it's me, the big uh, big C, coming at you with some big facts. Oh, shut up! I don't know if anyone heard you, but you can hear my daddy yawning. Shut up! They were getting live in this one. Two weeks ago, I came at you with a ow, episode called Sometimes You Just Gotta Believe. Quiet! Wow, dude. He's so rude. He's so rude. Just interrupting right in the middle, you know? Shit. So two weeks ago, two weeks ago, we had an episode called Sometimes You Just Gotta Believe. And that is very important because you do have to believe. The first step in whatever it is that you do in your life is you have to have some sort of belief. But that can only take you so far, which I've realized. Because belief, it's only so strong, you know. There's a there's a power in belief, and there's a power in and there's a power in knowing, and that's what we're gonna talk about today. The power of knowing.
of knowing. Don't need money. Don't take fame. Don't need credit card to ride this train. So, uh, before we get started, before we get started, everybody, let me ask the question. Let me ask the important question. How are you? How's everybody doing out there today in the audience? Woo! Yeah! What's up? How's everybody doing out there? I don't know. I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good, and we'll go into that a little bit more. You kind of, people kind of listen, probably heard, probably heard a lot of mention of work and my job and all that stuff in the previous Rocky episodes. I will go in depth on that one because it is definitely important. But uh, first, first, first things first, I want to try out something a little bit, a little bit, a little bit new. Um, because this, because this podcast is primarily a, I mean, the only reason why, the only reason why I'm here really is because of all my weightlifting and all my, all the, all the stuff that I've done. I'm going to spend the next 10, 15 minutes talking about my training, where I'm at and all that stuff. So if you want to, you can skip ahead to wherever I'm going to talk to this till about 20 minutes. Hopefully if I can fucking talk about it for that long and then uh and then we can and then we can kind of move forward but ready training talk starts now so shoot man well i'm one i'm on week five actually a week five day one oh, i just did day one today so day two of the crossfit weightlifting program uh you could do the same program as me um, that's on, that's on crossfitweightlifting.com. You can do that and you can, <clears throat> you can do the same program. It's free, free programming. Um, so I'm on week f- five. Uh, I found out today I was doing the wrong day, doing the wrong program, wrong day. I was supposed to move on today to week six because we have a competition coming up at Rep Max Performance. <clears throat> First competition since nationals. That's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. But uh, but training's been going good. I mean, as good as it can be. It's almost been a full year. Ow! It's almost been a full year since I injured my wrist, and I'm still having trouble with it. To be honest, like I'm still like it's still irritating. I'm still getting some. Uh, I'm still getting some uh, some pain and some irritation in it, and it's it's definitely. It's definitely been a real pain in the ass with uh, with uh, with training and, and coming up. It was weird. It was weird because, like, I got hurt back in September. And then right after that, you know, I went and got it checked up by the doctor, all that stuff. And then, you know, they put me in a cast. And then I did uh, – what was it? I, I went to my physical therapist. And my physical therapist, they, they gave me, you know, they gave me my movements and stuff to do. And it felt really good. It's feeling really good, you know, got healthy again, went to U25, went to nationals, all that stuff, and, and I don't know whether I pushed through the pain, if it didn't really hurt, or if it just, like, was super fucked up to where I just couldn't feel it, but then, uh, but then, uh, after nationals, I took a break, 
I took like a two, three week break to finish out the busy season at work. And then I, I took that break. I didn't really do anything. I was doing pulls and all that stuff. And then I came back to training and like a fucking moron. I went right back into training with like straight in, no kissing. I guess that's the only time where I can really use that and know what it means. Straight in, no kissing. That sounds terrible, bro. But uh, I went straight in to just training heavy again, and and I thought it was feeling pretty. It was feeling pretty okay. And then a couple weeks after, you know, a couple weeks after coming back to train, like training the first time, I PR'd on my jerk. I PR'd on my jerk at you know 200 kilos. All these lifts, all the the jerk, my PR jerk is on is on Instagram. Um, dub at wl underscore czar. That's my Instagram. Um, but that 200 kilo jerk that's on Instagram. You could see that, uh, I, I built up to it. And so I, that was like the head, that's my PR jerk. And then I it was like that same day or like the next day I did like a PR double snatch balance at 160. And, um, like that was, it was just crazy. I was putting so much strain and pain and real, no gain on my, uh, on my wrist here. And I, I can, I started, the pain moved from my wrist into my hand, and uh, then it just started getting really bad. Like I kept taking time off, and it's just been weird where everything, like it hurts, it doesn't hurt, blah 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 blah. blah. So if y'all got any sweet recipes or any any uh, real big big recovery movements I can do, um, just big just big gains, big facts on my uh, on my wrist. I'd appreciate it, but, uh, but yeah, so we're week, well, five weeks in this program, it's been, it's been going pretty good, it's going pretty well, uh, as far as, you know, as far as training, as far as training, I, uh, I hit a, you know, since, since nationals, and then, like, the couple weeks after, the, the, my first couple weeks back training, I think the heaviest I've snatched since then is 135. And I snatched that a couple days ago. And, yeah, that's that's the heaviest that I've gone. Um, it's just weird. Life has been weird and really affecting training, and I, I have to stop letting it do that. Um, but I'm doing my best to, to stay with it, stay stay on top of it, and, and train. You know, I'm training four solid, like four solid days a week, and then an extra like like a squat session every every once every week and then waking up in the morning just to do some some extra stuff you know working on my weaknesses working on my weaknesses and uh gosh I do, it's just weird talking about training cuz all training is 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 just doing it you know or just doing doing snatch and clean and jerk in different positions and all that kind of stuff um I hit a PR back squat. That that was pretty cool. Uh, I hit a PR back squat at 322. So 322 kilos, which is 710 pounds. I hit a PR back squat. That was that was pretty sick. That lift is on Instagram as well. You just check that out. Um we'll talk about that a little bit more because that that kind of ties into what we're what we're doing. I guess overall 
I guess overall with training, the most important thing for me is making sure that that I'm actually engaged. I'm actually engaged with with training and making sure that I'm getting all my sessions in a week because it's been before like before the last five weeks before I really dialed it back in. You know, it was kind of up in the air because there were some days where everything was just hurt. Like my wrist was hurting so much where I would take time off or take extra days off and wouldn't really hold myself accountable. But I kind of, you just kind of have to power through it because I might sound like a stupid ignoramus for it. But, you know, if, if, uh, if my wrist is broken, (laughs) if my wrist is broken, if, if there's like a stress fracture in there or something, which is most likely the case, you know, stress fracture, stress fractures heal over time. It might take a little bit longer because I'm always using it, but stress fractures heal. I'm, uh, yeah, that sounded pretty stupid in retrospect. I probably should just take it easy. Lift a little bit lighter, but, um, we got a tune-up meet coming, coming up. Not a tune-up meet. It's it's gonna be a really cool meet up at Rep Max, and I think another three weeks, or two weeks, this full week one, two, three. Yeah, so like two weeks and then a deload. We'll see. Clean and jerk, clean and jerks have been fine. Really, it's just a snatch game that I'm trying to dial in. Um, really, with working my overhead stuff because ever since. I snatch balance at 160. I haven't done another snatch balance till very recently. And, you know, it's it's kind of weird when you don't work on something and then your body falls apart and you're like, why the fuck can't I do it? It's probably because you haven't been working on the thing that you need to work on, bud. So uh, I've been doing extra snatch balances every every morning. The clean and jerks feel fine. I clean and jerk 182. Uh, 182. That's the heaviest that I've gone since I clean and jerked 188 again at like Fallbrook CrossFit. And that was about a month ago, a month or so ago. I don't really push it that much. I just got to, I got to train smarter, training smarter. I've, I've realized thanks to my wonderful life partner. Um, Bailey, uh, she has really put into perspective for me how over the course of my entire weightlifting career, the last three years, (laughs) weightlifting career, three years, my weightlifting hobby, (laughs) um, what's that saying? If you don't make money at it, it's just a hobby. (laughs) Whack. Um, over the last three years of my like the first three years of my weightlifting weightlifting career um the way that i've trained has kind of even though i've done different gone you know i've had different coaches and and had different uh programs and all that stuff i still I, I can still remember doing the same stuff ever since i started which was progressively get heavier and heavier and heavier until it was like failure and then never really go down and do more reps on reps to to build you know strength it was always just go up and then when you're up you're done and and uh this morning this morning i was having real problems with my wrist and i was supposed to be uh 
three position snatch, high hang, regular, and then uh, from the ground snatch. And I just couldn't crank on my wrist as much, so I was just doing singles. And I worked up to 125, but, you know, I was doing that. I, I When I got to 120, I did 120 for like five or six, and then I did and then I did 125 for like three just to build better movement patterns. And I felt better about that than just going up and up and up and then fucking myself over and then getting pissed because I couldn't hit a heavy number. You know, it's dumb. It's dumb. Oh my God. Okay. Fifth, fifth, almost 16 minutes, almost 16 minutes. Let's go. Let's keep, let's keep this going. Um, I, I, I got new wrist wraps. I got new wrist wraps from, uh, fix solid heavy. Her and I are kind of working on something where, uh, we're thinking about, I, I, uh, we're working on, I'm just kind of testing stuff out for her where it's more like a scaphoid wrap where it kind of focuses more on the scaphoid part of, of your wrist where it's kind of, it's still in the beta stages, but, uh, it'll, it'll get better, but I've been using it. I've been using it and it definitely, definitely helped me out when I was using it. So it's, uh, be on the lookout for that soon. Uh, we're going to, we're going to test it out more and, and, uh, hopefully she unveils it later on this year. That'd be pretty sick. Um, all right. That's what solid 15 minutes about training next time. I'll take more notes. I'll take more notes next time I'm training. I think key things that I'm learning about training. I, I, what is this, a weightlifting podcast? Kind of. All right. So now that we're at the part of the show that really matters, um, you know, sometimes you just got to believe and then sometimes you just got to know. So the power of knowing from my experience from my experience and it's probably an experience that a lot of people have had you know in a good way or a bad way has always come from the fact that either you know that it works both ways I guess it works both ways the power of knowing because believing that something's going to go right and something's going to go wrong you, you leave yourself room to you leave yourself room to be surprised at the result. You're like, I, you know, I believe everything will work out okay, but if it doesn't, it's it's all right. And then I believe everything will go wrong, but if it doesn't, you know, it's okay. But if you think about, if you think about knowing when something's gonna go right. And when and, and knowing that something's gonna go wrong, there's a there's kind of no, there's no room to be surprised when the opposite happens. You don't leave yourself open like that. So I guess I guess the most important part about all this is 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 really where 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 it happens to me and what what's going on with me. Now, I love doing this podcast. I want to do it forever until I die. I love weightlifting, and I want to do that forever until I die. Uh, If there's anything that I don't like to do, it's 
waste my time in between the two when I could be focusing on, you know, when I could be focusing on one thing or the other, giving more solid attention to one thing or the other, you know? That's just life. It happens. You need to have a balance, but you need to have a balance of good things that you do, good things that you're invested in. <clears throat> but sometimes in life, some, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Sometimes they don't think it be like it is. But it do. Do you hear me? Do you hear me, everybody? Sometimes they don't think it be like it is. But it do. You know what that means? Yeah, think about it. So, in in the position that I'm in now, <clears throat> uh, in the position my, I, I'm in now, back in back in September, it was like September of last year, so like a full year now. Um, that's when I had gotten hurt. And then that's when I had gotten let go from the two jobs that I was working before. <clears throat> and I was put in a really hard position where I had the choice to, I, I had the choice to, you know, kind of take a step back, reevaluate my life and put myself in a position to go forward in a good, you know, in a, in a good way, in a, in a, in a way that could have benefited me a little bit more. Sure. That doesn't always happen. It doesn't always happen when you, when you, it doesn't always work out like that. You know, that's just not how life works. Um, so just, just kind of picture yourself, picture yourself and whatever it is that you're doing and whatever it is that you're passionate about. And, you know, it, it just kind of kicks you in the ass and you don't know if you can stand back up and, and fight it again. You don't know if you can, you don't know if you can really do it again. Um, that's kind of what happened with me with weightlifting where I got kind of, I got hurt and I, I was afraid that I don't think, I, I didn't know if I could ever do it again. I was, you know, sitting there thinking that I had broken my wrist and I didn't know if I can come back from it. <clears throat> and then, and then I got let go from two jobs and then I just kind of felt worthless all around. So what I ended up doing, what I ended up doing because I got really frightened at the time because I didn't have any real, I didn't have any real prospects at that time. Um, I went right back to the job that I had left previously. Now, doing that, I honestly felt like a big old bitch. I felt like a dog. I felt like a dog who just shit on the ground and then, you know, you rub your dog's face in it. So they never do it again. And then they just kind of look at you with sad eyes with their tail between their legs. And then they just kind of walk off and then like go hide under the table. Yeah, I felt like that. I was like, I'm sorry. I just in my in my mind, I was like, I'm sorry that I left. I should have never left. I should have sat and focused and done 
you know, done my job. I let, you know, I did leave a, I did leave a role of responsibility. So, you know, I would be remiss if, uh, if, uh, if you guys didn't give me my job back, I, I would understand, but they were excited to have me back and I was like, Oh, sweet. So it was almost like I had never left. And then, and then, I don't know, there was some, I just felt like some weird animosity from management and the people that I was working with where it was like, oh, they know that I had left and they're giving me a second chance. So to prove myself to like, here, let's put you in a role where you're helping out other stores and then hopefully find you a spot, uh, a role of responsibility. And, you know, later on down the road, that's what ended up happening in December of 20 whatever the fuck, what year are we in now? 2019. <clears throat> in December of 2018, I was set to take over a store and I was the manager. They put me in charge. I was the manager of a store. I didn't want that job. I didn't want it. But I felt like I had to take it because I had to prove to whoever it was above me that, you know, I wasn't a piece of shit and, 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 you know, I was very grateful for the opportunity that they had handed to me. And I know uh, you're probably sitting there like, what the fuck are you talking about? You'd stop being an idiot. It's just a job. Yes. Understood. Thanks. Um, that's just not how I felt. That's not how I operate. Sometimes I, I, uh, I wear, I, I have designer, I have designer jackets um, made from emotions. Um, and they put their labels on the sides. They put their, their label emotions on the sleeve. Um, and that's, I just kind of wear those every day. You know, my, my, um, it just, it, it just sleeves full of emotions, you know? Um, so it's just really hard for me to not look out and care for other people, even though it's not my position to, it's just, a habit, a bad force of habit. So I took this job and I didn't want it. Um, like I'm sure people out there listening to this show are, you know, in the same position. They went to school for something and then they're in a job that they don't want. <clears throat> they're, I don't know. I don't know. what. What's your situation? Tell me. Tell me. What's your situation? You know? It's a, there's a really good quote from Bill Burr. There's a really good quote from Bill Burr that, uh, that I'll read a little bit later, but, um, it's just about, you know, what's the worst that can happen? What's the worst that can happen? You know, but, um, I didn't want that. I didn't want that job. I didn't want that job and I took it anyway put myself in a role of responsibility that I didn't need to. And, you know, I did my best because that's the kind of person that I am. But over the course of time, over the course of time, I just kind of paid attention to how it affected me personally and how it affected me mentally, you know, having to be in charge of just a bunch of, just a bunch of college age kids going to school and, 
they have college age kids attitudes you know it's not the easiest thing in the world they're you know they're great kids and they're great people but god damn <laughs> are, are they kind of not the best employees when they have other things on their mind but i'm not anywhere to judge because it's like these kids are 19 20 i'm 22 what the fuck am i doing you know if i if not the same thing I, I remember sitting there before I took the job, before I took the job, I told them one day, one day weightlifting is going to come calling and, and to, to take me away from this and, and, and I'm going to go. And I don't know if they didn't believe me. <laughs> I don't know if they didn't believe me. I don't know if they kind of rubbed it off and were like, sure. Okay. Or if, if it was, if it was just something where it was like, okay. All right. Well, in that case, you know, in that case, do the best you can. And and that's what I that's what I try to do. Um So long story short, it eventually it eventually got to the point where and I've talked about this. I've talked about this a little bit um a little bit earlier in another episode. I think it was the third place at Nationals, third place in life episode where I talked about what it was like during the busy season and how I made a bunch of excuses for myself that I shouldn't have. And those are the excuses and those are the reasons why I, I you know, took third place instead of second place. You know, I stopped trading five, you know, four or five days a week and only went to one to two days, you know, and stop, stop taking care of myself. You know, what if, what if, if I had done that consistently for five, six weeks, what if, you know, I would have made my first snatch and then made my second, made my third, and then did my cleaning jerks the way I did, I would have been second place in nationals instead of third, you know? Um, but even, even regardless of working, you know, 60, 65 hours a week there, and I was still capable of doing what I was able to do at nationals. And I came back, I came back and I just felt empty inside and it's i don't know it's kind of like the post-concert blues that you get or for my other weightlifters out there like that have done really well in a meet and you know you're hanging out with all your buds over the weekend anything like when you go back to work the that monday after and and you just kind of feel empty because you're like on that Saturday or Sunday, you had just done the best that you had could, like the best that you could and and whatever it is that you love to do and something that you love to do. And then you're going right back to regular life on Monday and you know, you don't feel the same way about it. So I, I, it kind of, I felt that way just kind of magnified. Um, and then it just kind of got worse and worse because, you know, summer was there kids you know kids guys the employees that i had are calling off work i was just left it was just you know responsibility was just left up to me they did the best they could and i appreciate all their efforts and everything that they did um but you know there's no such thing as as a bad team just a bad leader and i allowed myself to become i allowed myself to become a a, a bad leader because because I had I kind of pulled out as, as far as I can you know I still had my my toes I had my toes in the water 
I am I had my toes in the water and you know my hand on the towel and towels weightlifting and towels the podcast the towels everything else that I would like to do but I'm still got my foot in the water and and the breaking point really just came the breaking point came just a couple was about a month ago about a month ago where I'm just sitting there I'm just sitting there and nothing's really going on I'm, I'm you know everything all the work is done because there's nobody coming in the door and and I'm I'm just you know I'm just sitting there on on the computer on the computer trying to find something to do and I just kind of sit and go what am I doing with my time what am I doing with my life like I'm this time I'll never get back I could be doing so much more, but I'm not. And and it just kind of kind of kind of hit me, kind of smacked me in the face a little bit. And I was kind I was happy that it did. Um. So now it comes down to the power of knowing. The first move that I took, the first move that I took, the day that I decided that I didn't. I wasn't going to work at that company anymore or for the foreseeable future. Um, I, I came home, I came home and I sat and I thought to myself, okay, what is it that we're trying to do? What is it that, that you're trying to do? And I made a list and, and there's two things just just weightlifting and podcasting weightlifting and podcasting and when i broke it down a little bit more podcasting you know podcasting was put out more episodes put up more uh, put out more episodes you know have more guests just become a bigger better show you know bigger better show and down the line have it work out whatever way it works out and then weightlifting was obviously, you know, be part of a be part of a world team, be part of Team USA, make a stipend, you know, get some sponsors. Uh, and then one of the biggest things that I saw was uh, that I wrote down was you know start coaching, start coaching somehow, because I love I love it I love I love breaking it down I love the the backside of it and I was wondering how you know how can I do it. So I was looking on I was looking on the computer and I've wanted to get my my USA level one done for the longest time. Um my USA level one done for the longest time and for whatever reason I've just never looked into it, even though there was one down fucking down the street from where I you know, maybe fifteen, twenty minutes away from where I worked down in, in San Diego County that I could have went to, but I didn't for whatever reason. Now I have to drive out to LA to do it. Um, so I just, I, I, I looked it up and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get this. I'm, I'm going to get this opportunity or there's, there's an opportunity here. What am I going to do about it? Am I just going to sit and let it pass me by or am I going to do something about it? And I looked at the dates. I looked at when it was all going down and there was it popped up, you know, August twenty fourth and fifth at Waxman's gym in L.A. And I'm sitting there just looking at it like, 
this is like, this is a sign. <laughs> Take it whatever way that you will. But to me, it's, it's one of those things where nothing really, everything happens for, nothing just happens. Everything has to happen for a reason. Whether that reason is significant or not, that's, that's up to you to decide. But sometimes you just got to open your eyes and, and know that, that stuff starts, stuff, doors start opening up for you when, when you are on the right path. And this was the beginning of the month or like the end of last month, like the end of July, start of August. And I, you know, I didn't have enough money. I knew when I was going to get paid. I knew all the stuff. I just, I had it planned out, had it planned out when I was going to pay for it, when I was going to take care of it. And, and, and I did it and I did it and I, I booked it the day that I got paid and and that's where I'm going. That's what I'm doing. I'm doing that this weekend, this coming weekend at Waxman's Gym, the 24th and 25th. Now, now, you know, being a USAW Level 1 coach, that's that's cool. That's going to be cool. That's going to be exciting. And, you know, I'm sitting there. I, I'm booking it on. I'm, I'm paying for it on the uh, on the work computer, on the on the work computer. And I'm looking at my cousin. Uh, I'm looking at my cousin, my little Santi, and I tell him like, "This is this is a lot of money, you know. It's it's like it's now joke. It's five hundred bucks to to go and do this." And and I I grab it. I grab my card and I pay for it. And I tell him, you know what? It's five hundred bucks now. I go. I learn it. I become a coach. You know, five hundred bucks is nothing compared to a lifelong eternity to, to not taking a step forward and being afraid, knowing, you know, believing, believing that some, someday something is going to get better instead of knowing that someday something's going to get better. Now, call me what you will call me a hopeless, hopeless romantic for meaning Call me a stupid kid. Call me whatever you want. Ultimately, ultimately, this was the decision that I made. And this is this is what's going to work out. This is what I know is going to work out. I'm putting it out there to the universe. I'm putting it out there to, to you guys. It wasn't until the day after that I had seen... The registration stuff where once again there was another sign there was another sign another thing that happened where i knew that i was kind of taking a step in the right direction um the next morning the next morning uh bailey had to go get her she went to her dentist appointment to get her wisdom teeth taken out and we had gone to Target right before, and on our way to Target, we were talking to, uh, we were, on our way to Target, we were talking about how her little sister, you know, her little sister had hurt herself in the weight room, uh, at, at school, just weightlifting, you know, not weightlifting, but just doing deadlift, and that's because they, you know, they didn't teach deadlift right, or they weren't teaching deadlift right, and, you know, I, 
it's funny because firsthand Bailey and I have both gone to a couple high schools to teach kids how to lift just to volunteer our time to teach these kids how to lift properly. And when you watch them do it, it's like, they're like, why the fuck? Who's teaching you guys this? Who's teaching you guys how to do this? Because you're not doing it right. You're going to get hurt. I remember back in, in high school when I was first learning how to do like power snatches, power cleans and jerks and all that shit. Countless, countless injuries, countless shoulder, you know, shoulder, back, you know, knee injuries because of because of poor coaching and nobody taking the time to nobody taking the time to really learn the Olympic lifts, even though every every fucking sport needs them and uses them. Why don't you take the time to break it down? And I understand there's a time crunch. I understand. I understand that you only have so much at your disposal. I, under, I understand that you, whatever, whatever your excuse is as to why you're not learning the Olympic lifts to teach your athletes. But wouldn't it be better if your Olymp- if your athletes were healthy and were able to compete and able to like play? I don't know if, if anyone's seen it, but it's, on if you look at Travis Mash's uh, Instagram or not Instagram his Twitter, there's a kid who's cleaning like who's cleaning 295 pounds, but he catches that shit by like his stomach, and then whoever's in front of him, there's a teacher in front of him helping like spotting him to stand up, and it's just insane. Like it was just crazy, and there was a huge, it was like a huge riot on on Twitter about how this is what's being taught in schools, and it's like. Again, that that was another sign for me. So that that day we went to Target, and then we ended up seeing her sister at Target. It was a funny coincidence, and and I just asked her, you know, what's going on? Why why are things not going well? Like why why you know why why are people getting hurt? And she's just like, because people don't know. People just people aren't telling you. People aren't teaching you. And. And that kind of that kind of got me going. That kind of sparked an interest in me, and it kind of sparked an interest in me, and it, it kind of sparked uh, an idea where I was like, "Shit!" Like I, I, I just saw the seminar. Like I just saw the seminar opening, and now I'm hearing about this, and that this is something that I've done before, and this is something that I I love doing. I love you know teaching these kids how to how to lift properly and, and stay safe and and get better. What if, what if I just, I took that and I, I try to turn that into some sort of job. I took that and I, I went to schools and I was like, Hey, this is what I do. Let me help you. Whatever way that works, whatever way, whatever way I can do that. And again, call me a stupid kid. Call me whatever, whatever fucking name you want, you know, call me an idiot for leaving a management position at a company that I can't grow into. I'm at the highest spot that I'll ever be at in that company to leave something like that, to go find a made up position or try to weasel my way into a position that I make up for myself or something that's not there. You know what? That's where the power of knowing comes in. That's where the power of knowing comes in. Because I can sit there and believe 
I can believe in myself. I can believe in everything that I, I want to achieve, but there's, there's, there's a different, there's like a different gear that I've been kicked into that I've kicked myself into where I know that I'm on the right path and I know I'm doing the right thing. And, and anyone who's out there, who's taking that leap and taking that risk to go out and, and make something of themselves knows that it's just a different gear. You know that things are going to work out. Even if things don't look like they're going to, you, you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta believe, <laughs> no, not believe. You gotta know that things are going to work out. There was a, there was a cool thing. Yeah, it was the thing, it was the thing that, um, that I read from Bill Burr. Uh, there was a thing that I, I read from Bill Burr that that really resonated with me, and it was, you know, realize that sleeping on a futon when you're 30 is not the worst thing. You know what's worse is sleeping in a king bed next to a wife you're not really in love with, but for some reason you're married, you got a couple kids, and you got a job you hate. You'll be laying there fantasizing about sleeping on a futon. There's no risk when you go after a dream. There's a tremendous tremendous amount of risk to playing it safe. So, shit, man. I like Bill Burr a lot. I like him, you know. And he's he's a comedian, but he has that, that life experience. He's got that real life experience where, you know, he had to go out and, and take what he had to go out and take it. You know, he had to go out and, and do what he had to do. And, uh. Speaking about, you know, going out and, 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 and taking something, um, just going out and going after it. I read, uh, I didn't read, I listened to John North's podcast, the Red Circle Radio, uh, Red Circle Radio, and he was talking about how it kind of, it kind of played into, it kind of played into the power of knowing because the power of knowing is a powerful tool when, when you're going up in ranks, when you're, when you're going up in ranks and you're trying to be better, you're trying to better yourself. He, he said something that I, that I, that I actually am doing now. Um, he asked, he asked a couple questions and he's like, you know, what are you ranked? Who's in front of you? And when do you compete next? And, if you don't even know that, if you don't know any of the, the answer to any of those, can you honestly say that you're focused on getting better? You know, and it's, it's, you could change those questions up in, in any way, in any way you want to, you know, what are you ranked? You know, what are you ranked? It, that could be something, that could be something different. You know, it, it could be, <laughs> You know, what's a what? What's the rating? You know, what's the rating on on your film? How many views do you have? Something like that. You know, what a, you know where, where where are you putting where are you putting your art? You know, what galleries? And who's in front of you? You know, who's in front of you? Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! 
freaking idiots, savages, idiots. You know who's in front of you could be could be different things. You know, like where do you want to get your painting into? What galleries do you want to get them into? What award shows do you want to get into with your films? You know, what <clears throat> you know who's you know, who is in front of you? And, you know, when do you compete next? When, when's the next, when's the next thing? When, when's it coming out? When, when are you, when are you making it true? When are you making it possible to, to, to be ranked a little bit better, to, to see who's in front of you? And he said it in a manner where, you know, he took his, he took his wife's lipstick and then he put it and wrote it on his bathroom mirror and would look at it every single day and he would write the names of the people who were ranked above him you know who were ranked above them who he would focus on who was in front of him and when he competed next and and i wrote that down in my book i wrote that down in one of my journals and i was yeah there's seven people ahead of me seven people ahead of me or nine at this well no i'm so right now i'm number nine on usaw but two of those guys two of those guys i think might be like accidental entries i don't know go and look for yourself i don't know if you look at one or nine plus so so if i'm seven if i'm seven there's six guys if i'm nine there's eight guys but you know what it doesn't fucking matter because they're in front of me and I got to focus on when I compete next and what I do next. <sighs> but I really respected that. I really appreciated what he said. I really, I really liked that idea where, you know, it's, you know, you're going to be on top at some point, you know, you're going to be on top, but you have to know who's in front of you. You have to know where you are now and you have to know when you have to perform again. When you get the other opportunity to just be better. There's something that I heard. Uh, there's something that I heard um, Bill Burr talk about. <clears throat> Bill Burr talk about because obviously when you do something like this, when you do something like this, like something stupid and reckless, like what I'm doing, obviously you're going to have doubts and obviously Obviously, you're going to have doubts. Obviously, you're going to be kind of scared shitless on what's next because you're so comfortable with where you are currently. You know, it, it could all be gone. You know, it could all be gone. It could all be taken away if you make the wrong move. But if you're, you know, your power of knowing is strong enough, you, you really don't have to worry about it. Um. But when Bill Burr talks about the doubts that he's had in his life or when he, you know, when he was when he was a struggling comedian trying to be better, trying to be trying to go to, you know, go out and do more and, and make it and make it. He, he said that there was a part where there was a time where he lived in New York and he lived in New York and, you know, New York is expensive and he's not making that much money. And he's sitting there just doubting himself whether or not he's going to make it. And the thing that he would do to reassure himself is he would talk out loud to himself. 
he would talk out loud to himself and he would talk to himself and he would say, he's like, he, you know, you, when you have those intrusive thoughts, you have those intrusive thoughts on what if, what if this doesn't work out? What if, what if I go hungry? What if I, what if I go broke? And he would sit and he would go, nope, nope, that's not going to happen. And he would say it as many times as he needed to until he believed it or until that, that invading thought went away. And, and I got to tell you, I got to tell you, it's, that's a really powerful thing. That's a really powerful tool. That's a really, that's a really big thing that, that I've, that I've, uh, that I've tried. And again, it's all it is, is just reassuring the stuff that you already know, reassuring the stuff that you already know is going to happen, that you are going to make it, that you are going to do it. You are going to be successful. You are going to, you are going to get out there. You are going to do more. So, um, back in, it was in March. So March 17th, I had PR'd my back squat at 320, the original time that I tried it, you know, at 320, 705 pounds. Uh, fast forward to, fast forward to a couple weeks ago where I tried to do it again. Uh, I tried to do it again, but I went, uh, I went, I tried to do 321. So I do 321 and, and I messed up. I messed up. I didn't do it. I, I failed the lift and, and, you know, it came off and it's just loud as fuck. It's just heavy. You know, it's, it's a bunch of weight falling off, but you know, I, I failed at the, at that PR attempt. And that was like five months later or like four and a half months later. And, and there was, it was just, it was just a random day, just random, just a random day. I went to bed the night before knowing that I was going to wake up the next day to train, to do something. I was going to wake up early to do something, whether, whether that was, you know, whether that was squat heavy, you know, or snatch balance or do whatever I had to do. I knew that I was going to wake up and do it. And it was Friday. Yeah, Friday. Yeah, Friday the 17th. Or Saturday the 17th. Sorry, Saturday. Whatever day. You know, it was Saturday. Yeah, Saturday the 17th. It's funny because it was exactly March, April, May, June, July, August. It was exactly five months to the day that I PR'd. But I'm sitting downstairs. I wake up. I wake up early. I wake up early and I like I feel it in my in my heart and my gut. I'm like, we're gonna do something big today. Don't know what it is yet, but we're gonna do something big today. So I go downstairs, go into the garage, start squatting. And you know, I'm like, okay, my main goal is to blow up and act like I don't know nobody. <clears throat> my main goal for that day was to blow up. <laughs> My main goal for that day was to uh to I wanted to back squat 300 for a triple. Um and as ambitious as that sounds, you know, I've done it. I've done it for a double, couldn't get the triple. And I was like, okay, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I'm going to fucking do it. I'm going to make sure like I it's going to happen today. I know that it's going to happen. As I was taking the weights and I was working my way up to I went from put all the red zones it was like 70 120 170 220 
and then 270. So I got to 270. 270 was hard. It was heavy. And then I got to 300. 300, 300 was pretty heavy. I didn't, for whatever reason, I, I didn't, I wasn't confident in myself to back squat 300 for a triple. But I still knew I was going to do something big. So I was just like, fuck it. Let's do it. So I put 322 on. And mind you, it's 730 in the morning. 7.30 in the morning, people are asleep, it's Saturday morning, my neighbors just had a baby, you know, they just had a baby, a newborn, so if I drop, you know, if I drop the weight, if I drop any weight, it's gonna wake them up, they're gonna be pissed, I'm gonna wake up everybody in the house, they're gonna be pissed, it's just no good for everybody, and <clears throat> it's, it's interesting the way that it happened, I went up to the weight, I went up. I went up to the weight. Went went up to three twenty two the first time. I, I went up. I stood under it. I got under the bar, stood it up, and I just stood there and held it for a second. And I re racked it, getting, getting the you know the get just feeling it, feeling it on my back. There was a little doubt there. There was a little doubt there because it was seven hundred and ten pounds. Man, this shit's heavy. And then the second time. The second time that I went up to the bar, I went up to the bar, held it a little bit longer and felt it in my, you know, felt it on my shoulders and my back and my stomach. I, I knew that it was going to hurt. I knew that it was going to be heavy, but in my heart, I knew that I could do it. So I re-racked the weight and that last attempt, I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there getting and in between each time I lifted the bar up I'm sitting there thinking in my head I'm like oh man this is this is hard this is gonna be hard I don't think I can do it and then out loud to myself I'm like shut up you can do it you can do it no one can do this except you 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 can do this this is this is yours this is your this is yours to take you go and do it and I'm just getting I'm, I'm telling myself this I'm, I'm reaffirming stuff that I already know that I can do so I stand under it the third time, unrack it, you know, I go down, I go down, hit my depth, I come up, and then three quarters of the way, I don't know if, if you've ever been on a fucking grinder of a squat, but, you know, that that point where you're right back above parallel, you're right back above parallel, almost three quarters of the way up. And that's that tends to be the hardest part, just the last little bit. And I'm sitting there and I'm fucking I'm grunting and just like grunting my head off. And I don't I don't typically grunt when I squat, but I'm I'm sitting there going just like and like growling to get up. And I look at the side. I look at the side of the uh, at the bar, and I remember looking at it when I failed three twenty one you know, like two, two and a half weeks prior. And I remember where it was in comparison to like where the ground is and where it is on my body. And, and I'm looking at it and I remember where it stopped at 321. And then I remember where it stopped at 322 where it just momentarily paused. And then just to get up and push through it, I, I wasn't going to drop it. I wasn't going to let it go down. I wasn't going to nothing. That was mine. 
and I, I pushed it up and I just remember pushing as hard as I could. And, and eventually it, it got to the point where it was like, oh, okay, it's still moving. It's still moving. It's still going. And you just have to fight with it. You just have to fight with it. <clears throat> you know, everybody out there knows that they're capable of doing something. Everybody out there knows that they're capable of living the life that they want to live or, or achieving the life that they want. And again, <clears throat> and again, life, a comfortable life, a comfortable life isn't bad. You know, having marrying early, having kids early, having a good job. That's not bad. I'm not saying that that's bad. That's not for, you know, it's not, it's not for me. I want that on my terms, but I'm not saying that it's bad for everybody else. I want people to be happy. <clears throat> I want people to be happy. I want people to sit there and know that things are going to work out and things are going to things are going to go their way. Things are going to go their way and they don't have to doubt anything. They don't have to doubt themselves. There's there's ways that you can get past that. And that's why I open this I open this podcast up with with that song. That song My Way by Frank Sinatra. You know, if if there's anything that you need, if there's anything that you listen to in that song, it's it's <clears throat> it's exactly it's exactly what every person is capable of. You know, he goes he talks about the regrets that he's had. He goes, "Regrets, I've had a few." And then again, too few to mention. He did what he had to do and then he saw it through without exemption. He planned his course. Each careful step along the byway and more, he did it his way. And then, kind of, oh my gosh, dude, this song is great. I mean, you just kind of think about it. I'm just, I'm kind of reading, I'm, I'm reading the lyrics. I'm reading the lyrics and, and there, you know, there's, Everyone has those things. Everybody has those things where I don't know. I don't know what it is. I think it's it's calm, it's peaceful, it's serenity, or it's it's uh, some visceral reaction that you have to to things that mean the world to you. I don't know. I was I it was after it was after like spending the time at the watering hole up up north on my vacation on my vacation I was, we were there you know all day and if you know anything about northern california it's a bunch of farmland it's a bunch of farmland and it's just kind of wide open and we're just driving back we're driving back the windows are open it's nice it's like 70 75 degrees outside it's a little chilly a little cool but it's warm at the same time i just remember feeling the sun on my face seeing you know seeing the sunset over like the large just the large wheat like just grasslands um just the large grasslands that are out there and i just i just remember driving through it and it's like this is this is beautiful like this is what life is it's these small little moments these small little moments you know that everyone that everyone has everyone has them and everyone should Everyone has them and everyone should pay attention to them. 
because they don't really they don't really happen you have to be mindful of of the things that happen and there were i remember uh i remember back in i think it was about a year ago or like half a year ago like six months ago i don't know it must have been soon it must have been earlier like less you know like three or four no between a day and a year ago where I was listening to this song on the way to training and or it was the way to training on the way back from training I put the song on and Bailey's in the car with me and she's listening to it and her and I had just had a conversation about you know what I want to do with my life and things aren't going so hot for me and it's it's just really rough for me and and she starts listening to the song and I start listening to the song and I really start listening to the words and I start crying and she starts crying and it's kind of, it's kind of like, she goes, I understand. I understand. I understand you. I understand what you're doing. And it's like, it's a moment like that, you know, moments like that. <sighs> moments like that. <clears throat> Look, I'll go ahead I'll go ahead and read the lyrics. So, I don't know. Should I read them or should I sing them? And now, the end. That's a long, that's that's a long song. So he goes, and now the end is near. So I face the final curtain. My friend, I'll say it clear. I'll state my case of which I'm certain. I've lived a life that's full. I've traveled each and every highway and more much more than this i did it my way regrets i've had a few but then again too few to mention i did what i had to do and saw it through without exemption i planned each charted course each careful step along the byway and more much more than this i did it my way Yes, there were times, I'm sure you knew, he's fucking at me, Frank, when I bit off, more than I could chew, but through it all, when there was doubt, I ate it up and spit it out. I faced it all, and I stood tall and did it my way. I've loved, I've laughed and cried, I've had my fill and my share of losing, and now... As tears subside, I find it all so amusing. To think I did all that, and may I say, not in a shy way, oh no, oh no, not me. I did it my way. This is the part that always gets me. For what is a man? What has he got? If not himself, then he has not. To say the things he truly feels, and not the words of one who kneels. The record shows I took the blows and did it my way. Yes, it was my way. <sighs> this podcast has been all over the place. All over the place. But I like it. That's my show. 
if there's if there's anything that if there's anything that I want you guys to take away from today, this episode today, to sum it up, to sum it up, I'm a big fucking dope, but in my own way, in my way, I have to, I have to do the things in my life that are meaningful to me before I do things in my life, you know, that I choose to do unwillingly. You know, there's time and time again, time and time again, I'll I'll come back to the quote where Jim Carrey talks about how, you know, his dad was a really funny, funny bud. And, and he never took a chance to be a comedian or anything, but that's why Jim started doing it. But, um, you know, Jim's dad worked at a factory that he got let go of, uh, of, you know, let go from after like 20 years and, and Jim, and then they were homeless and Jim goes, you can fail at the things that you, you can fail at the things that you don't love to do. You can fail at the things that you don't want to do. So why not take a chance at the things that you do want to do? Uh, I, you know, as time as time <clears throat> goes by, and and the more and more I think about it, the more and more I'm convinced and happy about the fact that I I can sit and make these decisions. I can sit and and. I can put myself in an uncomfortable position because of because of what I've exposed myself to already and because of who I'm surrounded by and what I've learned. And that's the same thing with everybody. Everybody is everybody out there is a culmination of their experiences and the people that are around them and who they are, you know, who they're around at the current moment. And if the people around you are holding you back, if the people around you aren't telling you that you can do better and do more, Sometimes, sometimes the person that has to say that is you. You know, I I love, I love my life. I love doing, I love doing, I love a lot of aspects of my life. And then I hate a lot of aspects of my life because of, because of how, I don't know, because of how lazy I can be, how apathetic I can be, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I did it my way. So, yeah, thanks, thanks everybody, do it, uh, do it your way. Do it your way. Have it your way. And uh, just think about it. Just think about the things that you know that you're capable of and the things that you know that you can do with your life. And you reassure yourself every time you doubt yourself. Fucking say it out loud to yourself. Tell yourself, no, I can do this. No, 
you're wrong. I can do this. Because knowing is stronger than believing. Knowing is... Knowing is definitive. There's no surprises with knowing. Yeah. So, I appreciate it. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. And, uh... And I hope you... I hope you enjoyed. I hope you enjoyed. Sorry, this one was kind of all over the place, but... But, uh... We'll be back. I'll be back shortly. We'll, we'll put out another... Put out a little, little hitter later on this week. <sighs> um... Thank you. <laughs>